Hi everyone and welcome to this week's Gradcracker webinar where I'm delighted to be joined by Colas Rail. For those of you who don't know Colas Rail, they're one of Europe's leading suppliers of railway infrastructure services, constructing and renewing all forms of railways across the Europe and the UK. Colas Rail have been working with Gradcracker for the last nine years and I'm excited to be able to tell you, our audience, all about who they are, what they do and allay some misconceptions about working in the rail industry. Today we are joined by Kirsty, Dan, Lena and Sarah to tell us more about their graduate schemes, what it's like to work at Colas and how to be successful in their recruitment process. So let's dive in. Firstly, let's start by meeting Kirsty. So hi Kirsty. Hi. Um, could you start by telling our audience a little bit more about your role at Colas Rail? Yes, so my uh, official title for Colas Rail is Career and Development Manager, but mm -hmm. as um, like um, the majority of my role is actually focused around our early careers programmes, mm -hmm. so that's our graduate programmes and our apprenticeship programmes. So as part of that, I get involved all the way from the beginning stages, so looking at our um, attraction and recruitment, and then I work with graduates all the way through their scheme right until they finish and then often afterwards as well uh, when they go through um, potentially other qualifications afterwards or chartership so um yeah so very heavily involved in the graduate scheme mm -hmm. so you're the person that our graduates and anyone applying will be yes. point of contact and will help them all the way through Yes, I'm the face of the graduate programme, but I work in a much bigger team um, yeah. of um, various other people who, who also have involvement in the schemes as well. Fab. And could you tell us more about what Colas Rail actually do, Kirsty? Yes, so you actually summed it up really well at the beginning. <laughs> but just to kind of go to go from that, really, I think one of the main things about Colas Rail, um, which is kind of different from a lot of other organisations in the rail industry, is that actually we're quite diverse in what we do, and we, we we're involved in quite a number of different activities within within rail. So that might be from kind of infrastructure works, maintenance and upgrades to installing tram systems in city centres such as Birmingham. Um, mm -hmm. We're also a freight and a plant operator as well. So mm -hmm. lots of different things that we're involved in, um, which in turn gives great opportunities for the people that work for us, especially mm -hmm. those kind of entering their careers, either in the industry um, as an apprentice or a graduate. And mm -hmm. it gives you the opportunity to really find the role and the part of the industry that kind of makes you tick. Yeah. Um, so, you know, people, and this is why so many people kind of find themselves having a career for life in rail because mm -hmm. there's so many different opportunities and the brilliance of our company is that we're so broad that we're able mm -hmm. to facilitate that. Yes, absolutely. And um, like you're saying, different areas, but also different localities. You know, Colas Rail is a big organisation. There's lots of opportunities for, for growth across the business, um, not just in the UK, which we will touch upon a little bit later on as well, won't we, Kirsty? <laughs> um, so um, can you tell us about Coswell's future plans and growth and any initiatives within the business that you'd like to sort of explore a little bit more? Yeah, so with the rail railway industry, one of the great things about it is, and obviously this in turn kind of turns to Colas Rail, is that it's ever evolving and changing. So we are always working on kind of new and exciting projects and new different initiatives. So there's lots of different things to get involved in. So. Mm -hmm. Yes, Colas Rail have a really kind of ambitious and sustainable growth plan, pr 
plan for the for the coming years and that involves mm -hmm. lots of you know high profile um works but we're also currently doing lots of high profile projects at the moment so mm -hmm. things like kind of prep works for um h2 and um we work on the midland metro alliance as well mm -hmm. um so that's the tram upgrades in birmingham so any of you joining who uh, are currently based in birmingham i'm sure that you'll be aware of the midland yeah. metro alliance and the tram extensions so mm -hmm. yeah that's definitely one of the benefits of the rail industry is that it's constantly mm -hmm. evolving there's loads of yes. different things that you can get involved in and in terms of kind of initiatives within the company there's some really great work around kind of edi and sustainability mm -hmm. sarah will touch on that later so lots of great mm -hmm. projects around that so um yeah it's it's constantly moving and evolving mm -hmm. it's a fast-paced industry so you'll never get bored yeah a really exciting time to join colas rail yeah then. definitely definitely Fantastic. And to go on to that then, um, before we kind of go and meet our grads and what they've been doing so far, can you tell us about the opportunities for graduates at Colas Rail? Yeah. So in in a nutshell, we have three separate graduate programmes. So mm -hmm. keeping it really simple, we've got a future leaders programme, which is essentially a management programme. Um, and it's a fast track to management and leadership positions in the business. And we've got you know, great examples all the way through our management um, hierarchies of of people who've come through that scheme but we have also got an engineering program as well and a commercial program so for those that are sort of less familiar with commercial that's the route to becoming a quantity surveyor i say mm -hmm. that because um yeah commercial kind of covers a whole whole host of different things um yeah in terms of um yeah when we sort of recruit we recruit all year round so we always yeah. have live vacancies and you can go on to grad cracker and you can always see what we've got live at the moment we've got some really good opportunities in Birmingham at the moment but our main campaign kicks off sort of in the next four to six weeks so mm -hmm. keep an eye out you'll see yeah. all of our different opportunities that are coming up in there mm -hmm. as Sophie said earlier lots of different opportunities across the UK um, in all of those three different schemes fantastic yeah so right now i think there's about seven different live roles on the on the company hub and if you do want to be alerted for future ones make sure that you get following colas rail on gradcracker and then we'll send you an email a day that those roles go live so we'll definitely keep you informed um so kind of going on to locations i know you've mentioned a couple of kind of key projects so like hs2 and the midland metro alliance um in terms of the different locations that you operate in where could the graduates be based and you know mm. how do they kind of identify where they might want to go during the recruitment process yeah so we would discuss with you um throughout the process we always ask um you know how whether you're flexible with kind of relocating etc whether you're looking mm -hmm. for a role in a specific place and when we put our adverts out we advertise for a particular location so you'll know where you're applying to which is helpful mm -hmm. um i mean geographically we're really spread across the uk so we have lots of different um roles in various different locations we've got graduates mm -hmm. in london essex kent Bristol, Swindon, Birmingham, York, Doncaster, wow. Manchester, all over. So yeah, um, we are, and it depends on what kind of area of rail you might have an interest in. Um, if you don't have a preference, then you can kind of be more driven by your location preference. If you have a kind of interest in a particular area, say freight, for example, mm -hmm. then, you know, kind of um, tend to be more um, Midlands focused for that. Yeah. But you can really you can find out loads of information on our website as well so we have everything on there um, and you can see kind of a map of where we are and where the different projects are based brilliant um, and i know kind of before we we got on this call i know 
the international and national opportunities that you kind of have and, and what students could get involved in has broadened out a little bit, hasn't it, recently? Yeah. Um, yeah. So can you touch upon, you know, how a graduate might go about, you know, working in Europe, for example, if they joined you? Yeah, so so I suppose one thing that we did mention at the beginning is when it comes to Colasrail, we're part of a much bigger group. So mm -hmm. we're Colasrail in the UK. That's part of Colasrail, which is a global um, organisation. So there's lots of opportunity for you to be able to kind of look at broadening your career overseas if that's what interests you. So um, I guess if I take a couple of examples of where people have kind of taken international placements whilst they've been on the graduate programme, we had um, two uh, graduates who uh, went over to Morocco looking at high speed over there, high speed rail over there. Um, which is obviously a great opportunity and yeah. uh, we also um, sent two of our graduates over to France to understand more about urban railway because they wow. are leading over there mm -hmm. in that so and like really understanding what it is and um, bringing that back to the UK so that we can we can kind of learn best practice and understand yeah. better how we can kind of work together so yeah they're just two examples that kind of spring to mind of opportunities that mm -hmm. graduates have had whilst they're on their scheme but for us, this is joining us as a graduate is part of a much longer career with mm -hmm. Colas Rail. So it's not just that you're going to do two years, it extends mm -hmm. far beyond that. And looking at opportunities internationally once you've completed your scheme is again another option for you. Um, and what opportunities they look like again goes back to what I was saying about new projects, one, different contracts, mm -hmm. different countries that we work in. So it's yeah. kind of keep your eyes open if that's what you're interested in. And mm -hmm. there's, um, as part of our performance development review process, there's always opportunity for you to be able to highlight your kind of intentions and speak with your line manager about this. Um, so yeah, there are lots of opportunities, but yeah. definitely over the last few years, we've really seen those grow. Yeah. Um, there's a lot more for Fantastic. people who are joining us, yeah. Great. Thank you very much, Kirsty. Um, I think there's loads of things that you touched upon there. Just, you know, as a graduate, you're kind of one, if even if they do go internationally, you're trusting them to bring back knowledge to the UK, which just shows yeah. the respect that you have for your early careers um, cohorts. So I think that's really lovely. And like you said, it's always like a two way conversation about where, where you might want to go. Um, yeah. And I think that just sets us up really nicely to kind of come and meet our graduates now. So thank you so much for that introduction, Kirsty. Um, we're going to um, meet the rest of our panel. So we are joined by Dan and Lena, who have recently joined Colas Rail on their graduate scheme. But we're also joined by Sarah, who is the head of safety and sustainability at Colas Rail. Um, so we're going to quickly meet Dan and Lena um, just get to know kind of where they went to university, what they studied before going across to Jess to meet them in more detail. So Lena, can you start us off by um, letting us know where you went to uni, what you studied and when you joined Colas Rail? I went to Loughborough University and I studied civil engineering and I just started the September that just went. Fantastic, thank you Lena and Dan, same to you. Uh, hi, uh, I went to uh, Cardiff Metropolitan University and I studied business studies. I've been on the grad scheme now since November 2021. Okay, great stuff. Thank you very much. So yes, yeah, slightly different stage to the graduate scheme. So Jess, I'm going to hand over to you to find out a little bit more. Thanks, Sophie. And Sarah, I'm going to come to you first, if that's okay. Um, could yeah. you just tell us a bit more about your current role at Colas Rail and the team that you work in? 
Yeah, hi everyone. Uh, so yeah, Sarah Still, Head of Safety and Sustainability. Um, the part of business I work in is infrastructure. So that's just one um, division of Colas Rail UK. And we specifically uh, undertake renewal work. So track renewals, signaling renewals uh, for network rail um, predominantly. Uh, however, there are other items of work we're currently undertaking such as on network works, which are via network rail delivering to HS2 as well in and around let's say the London area at Old Oak Common. Um, so yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's a busy work bank of work that we deliver for Network Rail on their behalf and we cover um, predominantly all of the southeast of England, the southwest as well, and uh, go into Wales. Uh, my role, I've been within Colas now just over three years, initially joined the business as head of environment because my background is environmental, my degree, my discipline was always environmental sustainability. Mm -hmm. However, after about a year and a half, um, the director for infrastructure uh, basically asked if I'd be interested in going for the uh, safety role as well so I did and um, <laughs> was, was lucky enough to succeed so yeah so I've been managing uh, the safety and sustainability function and in infrastructure since April 21 mm -hmm. and uh, that consists of managing nine HSE professionals that's health safety environmental professionals um, and we we basically support the teams the function um, in understanding what are the safety risks, their environmental risks, uh, how can we build better, um, mm -hmm. you know, sustainable solutions for the future. Um, and obviously I've got in there an analyst that helps the team, all, all the stats side, you know, all the, the math, math bits, all the numbers, mm -hmm. understanding uh, root causes of incidents so we can improve and obviously uh, continually improve uh, our performance and try and avoid and obviously eliminate those going forward. Um, but also I've got someone who specializes in fatigue as well because of the health and the well-being is a big aspect of um, the workforce. And, and obviously we, we monitor that as well. So that's, yeah, that's, that's a bit about me and what I'm currently doing for the business. It sounds quite spread out what you do. That sounds quite, <laughs> quite a lot. Quite a lot. <laughs> um, so in the last three years, then, in terms of the projects and things that you've worked on, have you been yeah. in this with the set team the the whole three years then, or has that has that changed? Yeah. So yeah, it's um it's the same team within the okay. same part of the business, so that hasn't changed. Um. So yeah, all the same faces. Um. But uh, one thing I suppose I didn't add on to onto that actually is uh, an addition to my main day job role is um I was appointed as the champion lead for well lead ambassador you could call it for EDI which is equity diversity inclusion um middle of summer last year as well so I undertake that as well on top of the day Just job <laughs> add it to the list <laughs> um so Sarah could you tell us a bit about um kind of your day-to-day -day stuff so what would a typical day kind of look like for you Oh, well, it's very different now compared to earlier on in my career. Um, uh -huh. I'm on the front line in the project teams um, early on in my career, you know, building together um, all of the report documentation, site surveys, um, understanding, you know, what the risks are and consulting with ecologists and um, air quality noise um, consultants. But these days, it's more about managing the team. So, like, as I mentioned, the, the nine people in my team, that's part of what their day job, day job is. So for me, a more people management now, um, supporting obviously leadership teams, management teams, uh, yeah. helping them plan and, and build strategies. So leading from the top down. Um, but also for me, like a big thing I like to foster is, is actually getting around, for example, where I'm here today in one of the, the, the depots over in Bristol, um, is, is getting out to see the teams and the workforce, just engaging in what's happening, what you know, what's going on in your patches, do you need me to support yeah. or anything? Um, something perhaps we haven't thought about or, or something new that's cropped up. So 
so yeah I, I float around quite a bit all around the southeast and the southwest so uh, quite a bit of traveling involved as well which is which is good so from a graduate perspective Sarah you know you said that you know what you studied to what you're doing now is is, is a little bit different um, and and uh, you know it's something that as grad crack we always say to students you know keep an open mind just because you're studying a particular thing doesn't mean that you know you, you necessarily have to work in that obvious industry sector can you did you imagine ending up where you are so far and not you know, the <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah. So early in my career, I was I worked for the Environment Agency as a regulator on flood and coastal risk defences. Um, yeah. involved in some big flood events around the country years ago, and um, gosh, I was always one of the only um, females within the team of men. So I always mm. knew I liked getting my hands dirty, getting stuck in and construction related yeah. type activity. But I never thought I'd end up in the railway, let alone also involved in safety as well, which for me is an environmental background. Uh, they don't normally cross over. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's honestly, you know, um, in the railway, your world really is your oyster. There's so many different mm. job roles and, you know, opportunities that um, it's something I like to try and really talk about and uh, to to raise awareness because I had no idea. And I would never look back now. Yeah, it's yeah. a job mm. Yeah, perfect. Really interesting. Thank you, Sarah. So we're going to come back to you um, in a few minutes, but I'm going to stick with Dan and Lena, if that's okay for now. Um, so Dan, I'm going to come to you if, you if that's okay. And if we could find out a bit more about your current role and what your team also looks like. Sure. So um, I'm almost called the signaling framework. So the signaling framework uh, does exactly what it says on the tin. So we deal with all things signaling, um, uh, wise on the railway mm -hmm. i'm part of the future managers or the future leader scheme sorry which um kirsty touched on earlier um yeah. and like i said i've been uh, i'm a year into the, my development now um mm -hmm. my role is um a lot more different now 12 months on to what it was obviously when i started i'm sort of um given a lot more autonomy um i've um, assisting on multiple projects which obviously um, you need to be organized and you need to stay on top of things um, mm -hmm. but the the support that you get from from everybody within um, within the, the team etc um, it, it's it's um, it creates a, a really good sort of working atmosphere and you never feel sort of ashamed or or, or um, uh, under pressure or if you make a mistake you don't feel vilified for it and, oh, and good, I think yeah, that's a, it's that's a really good cultural um, or a really good culture to work within yeah, 100%, which is, 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 a, is a great thing to mention because, you know, as the graduate, again, coming in, you know, whether you can change it in industries or something like that, you want to know that you're going to be in an environment which, you know, you can maybe make a mistake or something might not go wrong, but you can throw your hands up and say, I need help here. I need a bit of support, which is great. And um, so, Dan, you mentioned a bit and. Um, Tell me if I'm wrong, but, you know, almost a bit like a personal journey of the last year and, you know, being maybe more confident in terms of doing work on your own, holding, you know, own projects and things and like, you know, things like that. How have you seen that journey over the last year and, you know, how would you kind of describe that? So um, almost almost as if like your training wheels start to get taken off. So you, mm -hmm. you you're you're um, helped with within like the first six months. You're constantly helped. So but as you as you sort of gain more information and you start to understand what you're doing more you start to understand what 
um, the terminologies are because there's yeah. lots of different terminologies on the railway, but you mm -hmm. pick them up really quickly. Um, as soon as you sort of um, within a position, um, people start to trust you more with um, your own bits or, or you start to ask less questions and you take more on yourself. Yeah. Um, so I would say probably after the, like about the, the six month period, um, you sort of within a position to start, a, like I said earlier, um, have a little bit more autonomy and, and, and sort of um, plan your own time and plan um, or work within the structure of the project and, and um and put your own stamp on it really mm -hmm. yeah definitely and it must be quite nice to actually reflect and think that's how far you've come in the last 12 months it must Absolutely. have been a rewarding thought to think that's you know what I'm doing now to this way where and it flies it absolutely flies <laughs> yeah oh. <laughs> I can imagine it does um so tell us a bit Dan about the team that you work in then so are you with other graduates on the scheme or is it a mix of you know maybe more senior members of the team and things like that how's that work How's that it's, like? a, it's a real mixture. So um, uh, when I first started, there was a graduate who was in my position now, who was mm -hmm. a year into his scheme, and he's now graduated on to be a project manager in his on his in his own right. So coming through exactly the same scheme as myself. So um, it, it gives you sort of um, a goal, and you can see this, um, mm. somebody actually going through what you've been through. So um, so yeah, the it's. Uh, the production line I suppose but then you're also you've got your um, there's a, a senior project manager or a, a production manager who sort of oversees a number of project managers um, uh, within the framework and then those project managers then they've all got um, their specific projects and as an APM you sort of um, dip in and out and assist with where's needed if there's a gap or if there's um, um, uh, or a little bit more um, sort of help needed if one project's bigger than the other, then you'll sort of dedicate more time to that one. Um, mm -hmm. But within the framework, it works a little bit more different, uh, a little differently to what it does on the Alliance because um, obviously the Alliance is so vast, but the framework is a little bit more sort of condensed or a little bit, um, is a bit smaller. Yeah. Um, so you're able to, to dip in and out of those different projects, which is really sort of interesting because not one day is ever the same so I'm mm. probably looking at um about four or five different projects at the moment mm -hmm. um and obviously you're you, you're actually you're part of that you you're um uh, you've got your own your input and uh whether that be sort of um on a reporting aspect or sort of um on the um on the tracking side mm -hmm. of things or that did just your you've got an input on on all of it and there's direct communication with the pms with the construction managers with um uh with commercial with the commercial team you're you're part of all of those meetings because mm -hmm. essentially you're going to be that project manager leading that project so you need a a, a sort of broader horizon of everything that goes on within mm. within the, the structure really it must be nice actually knowing, not, not necessarily that it's mapped out for you already, because, you know, as Kirsty said, you can take so many different routes, you, you know, it doesn't oh. have to all go the same, but it must be quite nice knowing it's it's achievable, it's going to happen, it's there, mm. it's in touching distance, so that it must is. be nice. And yeah. then and because of that, there's also that sort of, um, uh, somebody's been in your position once before, so there's, yeah. that, um, you know, uh, that camaraderie, there. but yeah, it, it, there's hmm. that you're able to, to to bounce off and yeah mm 
Yeah, I like that. That's good. Thanks, Dan. Um, Lena, I'm going to come to you just quickly for introductions because um, otherwise I'll end up da- asking Dan about projects and, you know, <laughs> 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 we'll, we'll, I'll stop me and Dan will be waffling on. <laughs> Lena, I'm going to come to you just to do a quick introduction. Sorry. Tell us a bit more about your role and, yeah, what again, what life is like for you. I'm an assistant project manager based in London, but I'm more towards the civil engineering side. So I'm basically an APM for the civils team. Mm-hmm. Um, day to day, it's really just leading. Again, it's a bit different to Dan because it's my first six months and, yeah. I think, you know, he's a bit more into it. But so far, like my day to day tasks are a bit more like just chairing meetings, uh-huh. making sure that I'm like reading over any assurance documents for any civil engineering works to understand mm-hmm. them and make sure that they're all being done correctly or just going on site to really understand what the works are. It's just the beginning stages of really just getting a grip of what's going on here yeah. in London at Old Oak Common. Um, mm. So, yeah. And how are you finding it? Is it what you expect? Yeah. Are you loving it? <laughs> um, I would say that, like, again, this goes to anyone watching this. Like, I came from a civil engineering background and even coming into Old Oak Common and High Speed 2 and my team here at Colas Rail, there was still so much to learn. Yeah. So, like... I guess the main takeaway is like you shouldn't feel like you have to have a civil engineering degree to like come into any civils team here at Colas mm-hmm. Rail. Like people are more than happy to help you. There's been so many things that I didn't even know about <laughs> when I started that I did not get to work at uni. And the engineers here are more than happy to help you out. So mm-hmm. all it really takes is just asking for help and someone's yeah. always there to help you. Um mm-hmm. so you know. That's a really good, you know, it seems like there's a common thread again with all of you saying similar things, you know, it's, it's everyone just want to pull in the same direction, you want to support one another, but you've got to have the confidence to ask as well, you know, and yeah. say, I need a bit of help here, because it sounds as though there's the people there to help, which is fantastic. Um, Lena, before kind of this this live call, we, we we did a bit of a prep call, didn't we? And it's something you've spoke a lot about is that idea of, you know, your background, doing civil, coming into the role that you're in now and, you know, feeling a bit like, where do I sit? Do I still like the civil side? Do I not win? Or where's it fit in your role? Talk us a bit about that, because that was a really good point that you made in that mm. kind of prep session. So I guess, so I'm on the Future Leaders Programme, but mm-hmm. my background's a bit more technical in terms of what I'd done at university and what I was being taught. And coming in, I realised that there were so many things, so many gaps of knowledge that I had that like either my university didn't deliver in terms of my management side, which makes sense because my degree wasn't to do with management, yeah. mm-hmm. or like even technical stuff, there was stuff missing because I'd done a lot of design, but Colas is a principal um, contractor, so they do a lot of construction works. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there was gaps there. And I guess the main thing here is, um, sorry, could you repeat your question? Just that you mentioned about how you can align now the kind of stuff that you've learned in your degree, with it being civil, yeah. and then in the kind of role that you are now, and how you almost, because you, you said in the prep session, you are almost liking now you've got that technical knowledge from your degree, that you can apply it to the projects that you're working on now. Mm. So... I guess the main thing it was, I would actually try to talk to the um, contractors engineering manager here at Old Oak Common and I would tell him, I'd be like, oh, like I got taught this and this at uni, but I realised there's a gap here. And for me to deliver this management thing, I need to understand this. And he would sit me down and he would go through and he would teach me the technical stuff. So that Mm -hmm. way, when I went into my civils meeting and I was talking to the rest of the civils team, I had a better understanding and I could help them deliver on so much more things. So it's all about just understanding if there's any gaps in your knowledge and just mm-hmm. not being afraid to ask. Like yeah. everyone's, you're never going to know everything. 
yeah. yeah you know so that's why it's so important and I think Kirsty said this to me as well in my first few weeks here like you're like a sponge you need to take in <laughs> yes. all the information from everyone so do that and that be was the best sponge. advice I got yeah. Yeah. I love that that's mm-hmm. the name of the webinars be a sponge um <laughs> a sponge. Bit, Lena about your kind of um your kind of day-to-day so again what's the team like that you work in again is it a mix of you know again seeing lots of different people tell us a bit about that so um, my team are really like diverse in terms of their backgrounds, where they've oh, come brilliant. from. A lot of them, similar to what Dan was saying, were previous graduates. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. my line manager, who's now a project lead, came through on the future leaders um, scheme as well. So it's really mm-hmm. nice to see how she's progressed. Yeah. So day to day, I would say because mine's a bit more specific in terms of being an APM for a specific discipline, I work a lot with the engineers on our team. Um, yeah. But that's not limited to it. Like, for example, right now I'm currently working with a commercial team. One of the um, commercial leads there was also on the commercial scheme and she was a graduate. So, you know, it's all about different disciplines that I talk to or if I, I think Dan said this as well, because I'm still an assistant project manager, sometimes I'll get pulled away from the civils and I'll be put onto like a project for a few weeks to help them, whether it be like another discipline. It's all about like talking to them and liaising with them. So I guess the team is very diverse in terms of, being a graduate or being very experienced and coming from a different contractor and now working for Colas but mm-hmm. it's all about just talking to them networking and seeing what you can do and what information you can get to really help deliver the jobs. Mm-hmm. And could you tell us Lena quickly about maybe a particular project that you've worked on so far? Yeah so as of right now at Old Oak Common we're doing some enabling works for High Speed 2 so mm-hmm. I guess this is major project that I've been working on it's a contiguous piled wall which is just like foundations um but it's a very big okay. wall it's a 50 meter wall that we're working on um and that's been really interesting because again I've been able to not only just do the construction side of it but really like sit with network rail for example and understand the design um the design concept phases and how that's all pushed through to like construction and just seeing you know, it stage to stage to stage on how it's been progressing Mm. it's been a really good learning point for me not only for my technical knowledge but for my manager my managerial um, knowledge as well and how to deliver projects it's been a good experience working on that brilliant good stuff Dan I'm going to come to you with a similar question um, about a particular project that you've worked on could you just tell us in a bit more detail maybe about maybe a favorite project that you worked on okay so as I said previous um you normally dip in and out of multiple projects but um the one and it probably ties in a little bit to what i was talking about earlier the one that i'm probably most proud of or, um, at the moment so uh, around august time last year we was uh, we, we were handed the task of um uh, conducting a load uh, surveys for the western route um for power cables for um signaling equipment mm-hmm. um so there were a number of defects so we were tasked with um, walking the route, which was um, over 90 kilometers, um, conducting the surveys around the signaling units, um, addressing as to whether or not the, the upgrade, an upgrade was required, and then setting about planning how we were gonna, uh, going to upgrade that specific equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, that was sort of my baby. So I was given mm-hmm. it from the, the ground and we built it into uh, um a nine million pound contract now which is um, the thing that i'm most proud of obviously it's not all me (laughs) (laughs) the the initial sort of um seed that or 
the, the it was my baby that um, was put together with um, the four of us, um, and it's, it's snowballed. Um, and the main contract is now due um, in the um, well in the next couple of weeks. Brilliant. And so in terms of start to finish, then it sounds as though you have the capacity, you have almost have the right, you know, you, you keep referring to it as your baby to be as involved in it as you want to be. And that is solely down to you to do that. Absolutely. So you're given the remit. This is what is required. Um, this is what the client requires. Mm-hmm. Um, can you go away uh, and then come back with a plan? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, wow. and you, 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 you work closely with construction managers, with site managers, with um, with the resource team, because you're going to need people to go out and conduct the surveys with um, different departments, as Lena was saying. So you need to speak with um, the um, EMP, which is the electrical side of, of um, the railway. Um, mm. And you all get together, you conduct, you, you create your plan, um, you, you put it all in place, you give it to, to the management. Management says, yeah, okay, I'm happy with this. Yeah. Uh, and then you, you go away uh, and conduct uh, or, or start the, the process. Dan, you must be proud of yourself sat there thinking, you know, your baby is a nine million pound project. <laughs> that you, you know, so, it's a pretty um, cool baby. Yeah. I know, yeah. <laughs> so I may have over egged the pudding a little bit. It was nine million pounds, but I think it's been negotiated down a little bit. But it's a lot of money it yeah. is a lot of money but yeah I, in, again in terms of your journey already you know 12 months in if someone said you know Lena I'm sure this will be you in in six months time you know in getting involved in these kinds of projects and the responsibility mm. that you've got already is super exciting so mm-hmm. well done you know it sounds really good um I'm going to come back to um, you, Lena, in terms of training and development. And mm-hmm. if you could just tell us a bit about the training development that you've experienced so far in your, your kind of first six months. So when you first start off in your future leaders programme, there are a few things that like Kirsty or some of the other team will try to do to organise to help you out. So mm-hmm. one thing that I got put on was like a, um, it was almost like a project management um, workshop for a week. Mm-hmm. So when I first started off, it was like um, me and the other graduate here and a few other grads um, that were based around Essex. We all got together and for a week we had a project lead to like just teach us, oh, these are the you know presentations you would have to do. This is how you have to deliver them. These are some of the ways that we put projects together, just teaching mm-hmm. us some of the core yeah. skills, which really helped in the end. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess a lot of the training you receive, apart from like doing actual courses, which you can go to the team um, HR team about, a lot of it is very on site and like in the office, day to day working. Oh, so yeah. I would say like going out on site and actually getting on oranges and being in my PPE and going to see what this contiguous powder wall was taught me so, so much about what was yeah. going on. And I guess being very engaged, even yeah. if you're in a meeting and you don't understand what's going on, ask. <laughs> because yeah. I had that my first few weeks, I would be sat there and I'd be like, lost what's going on and the more questions I asked the more training I got the more I understood it and I was like okay cool now I know if I was to leave this meeting this is what we're talking about yeah and um, so it's all about those informal things I think that really helped push through I like how you call the oranges yeah because <laughs> <laughs> I know and, and I apologize if it is but it sometimes it's that stereotypical sometimes when you think you know you think of you know people on the railway track in their orange yeah. but is that what you actually call it 
in sending your oranges. Sorry, so my PPA. Um, oh, <laughs> PPA is in the middle there. Um, That's what I meant, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in terms of support then, again, it sounds as though you, you, you've got that. You feel as though, you know, at every turn that there is that support there. And again, it's a running theme. And I think, you know, graduates coming in, our undergraduates coming into a business, you know, ask questions. Because again, I think, Sophie, you could probably back me up on this. And the, the people here that work out at GradQuacker, sometimes if the people don't ask, you just assume that person knows. Mm. So, you know, you can then easily get lost. So, yeah, do ask. It's so important, isn't it, that you, you ask questions. Absolutely. Um, Kirsty, I'm going to come to you a bit about chartership. You kind of mentioned it, mentioned it in your mm. introduction, but it's something which I know a lot of uh, students talk a lot about and, you know, want to have as part of their career, become a chartered uh, engineer or something like that. So tell us a bit yeah. about the journey that students can come on with you. Yeah, so... Every single one of our programmes is aligned to a different um, chartership body, so you can go down a different route. So, um, for example, our management programme, the Future Leaders programme, is aligned to the APM, so the Association of Project Managers. So every programme has a development framework attached to it, which has been kind of woven in with um, with chartership being the kind of end goal, as, as well as being competent in your job um, and getting you kind of career-wise where you want to go. Um, so, yeah, the APM is aligned with our Future Leaders programme. And then, obviously, with engineering, it's a little more kind of um, subjective, dependent on what your background is, um, what you might have studied at university, and also what your discipline is that you're working within when you join the railway. Um, sometimes people might have done, for example, um, an IMECI, uh, sorry, a mechanical engineering uh, degree previously and might think that actually the IMECI is the right route for them. They might end up working in signaling and actually that's aligned with the IRSC. So they might technically find that as they kind of progress through their career, that's a kind of more logical route to go down with chartership. So it really depends. And we work with everybody individually to find the right route for them, dependent on where they're working and what they've done previously. Um, so, yeah, we work with the IMECI, we work with the IET um, and the IRSC, the P Peeway um, Institute. So lots of different opportunities in terms of engineering as well for people to get chartered. And then within commercial, um, it's aligned to um, RICS um, because ultimately uh, the commercial programme is um, to train people and develop people to become quantity surveyors. So mm -hmm. they go down the RICS um, chartership route. Um, but yeah, I guess the key message is actually, and this is probably applicable to Lena most because she's actually done an engineering uh degree as a previous background but she's in more yeah. of a management position mm -hmm. so actually as she kind of moves through the next two years it's going to be a decision for Lena as to whether she kind of stays on the more technical um, engineering kind of path yeah. way mm -hmm. in terms of chartership or whether it makes more sense if she's heading towards sort of project management as being her kind of future career or whether she goes around that down that route and that's where we work with every single graduate on an individual basis to find what's yeah. right for them mm -hmm. um being mindful that chartership can take a number of years and yeah. hence we recognize that it's unlikely that you'll get that within your two-year graduate program so we support um once you've come off of the scheme to make sure that you're still getting all of that experience and exposure to gain mm -hmm. the competencies required for for chartership yeah brilliant what a fantastic support that you, you know you get and again it's that personalized support as well you know Lena, yeah. you've got some big decisions to make you know in the next mm -hmm. kind of you know couple of years and it's it's nice to know that you've got again people around you that that can give you that advice and support that's unique to you which is great um 
Dan, I'm going to come to you quickly um, just a, kind of moving away from the day job slightly. And could you just tell us about some activities that you've been involved in? Because um, I know you've got kind of an interesting story um, about uh, some sports teams that you're involved in. So, yeah, tell us a bit more about that. I want to get in. So, so yeah, um, annually, Colas put on a, um, uh, a football tournament where anybody... Uh, and everybody can enter a team mm-hmm. um, and uh, basically it's a full day which uh, you, you get paid for as well <laughs> <laughs> great uh, and it's a um, like I said it's a football tournament and my team won that tournament um, and then oops sorry uh, mm-hmm. they were <laughs> we then went on to a uh, European oh sorry there was um so it was specifically the railway initially. Then it went on to all of Colas, so Colas Roads, all the other subsidiaries. Yeah. Um, we then won that tournament. Mm-hmm. We then got open out to Colas Europe. So Brilliant. all the European teams came in as well. We then won that tournament. And now we're in the World Cup, which is held <laughs> in Morocco. So that is wow. as part of my job which is quite nice. I'll be going to Morocco for a week to go and play football. And it's all expenses paid, isn't it, Dan? All expenses paid. That is fantastic. fantastic. <laughs> um, are you sure you're actually working, Dan? Or, you know, you <laughs> yeah. Are you just practising your football all the time yeah, so yeah. and win all the tournaments? <laughs> as long as I've got my, um, my, my mobile phone, I think I'm always working. That's, yeah. that's just doing kick-ups in the garden with my mobile yeah. phone. That's <laughs> Oh, that's cool. But um, I don't know if anyone else wants to add to that because, you know, we've, we've talked about football, but there's a lot more than that. Again, in, in the, pre, the pre-chat that we all did, there's so much more. Lena, I don't know if you've got anything you want to add in terms of additional activities. I guess your, the depot, I mean, in each depot, I'm assuming, we'll always have socials, you know, for team bonding. Yeah. And it's really nice to go out and meet everyone. But also we do, like, um, we do a lot of volunteering work, so especially here at Old Oak Common, in conjunction with HS2, we are going to start doing a bit more volunteering work with like local um, schools, Fantastic. or like the community around us, yeah. just to really ask us out there, but that's the good things that we do. <laughs> Lena's thinking, actually, right, I'm going to get that football out now. Brilliant, good stuff. Um, I know we're going to do misconceptions next, or preconceptions, mm-hmm. um, yep. so I'll hand back to you. Thank you very much, Jess. Yeah, so what I want to kind of touch upon now, and I know it's a conversation that Kirsty and I have had over the years about some of the preconceptions or misconceptions, you know, there, there is about working in the rail industry. Um, and I know, Sarah, obviously, there's a lot of work that you are doing generally across Colas Rail, so, um, and that you're quite keen to talk about the realities of working in the rail industry. So can you tell us some of those misconceptions, preconceptions, some of them might be right, some of them might be wrong. Just give us an overview. <laughs> yeah, sure, absolutely. Um, so most definitely, uh, let's say in years gone by, um, there was quite a bit of exclusion to women specifically, we could probably say, uh, within the industry. I mean, even as far back as 2018, I think I saw Women in Rail reported that approximately um, a fifth of roles in the industry are filled by women, which is not a lot really, a fifth mm. of all roles. Um, but moving forward, obviously times are still changing, albeit there's still a lot of work to be done. Um, this, you know, there's there's a load more we've got to do around diversity uh, and inclusion. However, here at Colas Rail, 
Um, it's something that we're, we're really focused on, um, mm -hmm. promoting inclusive uh, workspaces. Um, and that's something for me, actually, that attracted me to Codas Rail and mm -hmm. um, the, the, the culture here and the people that work here and how diverse the company is. Mm -hmm. um, just from experiences I've had in the past and other companies I've worked for, um, where let's say there was a bit of bias, uh, unfortunately mm -hmm. for myself, I've, you know, I've had to face challenges being the only mm -hmm. female in a room. And uh, sometimes, you know, you walk into situations where you have to, um, well, I did have to fight for my voice to be heard. And the minute, the minute you get your, uh, your, your detail or your facts, the information across the meeting room table, uh, like I say, it's all, all men in the room. Uh, it was quite daunting at first as, as a young a young woman, um, but that, like I say, it's, it's years gone by, and thankfully I don't see anything or don't hear much of that happening anymore. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, gosh, um, I even started one of my my first jobs in construction, and um, they were shocked. It was a woman that walked into the room on my very first day. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that was a, as a young female in my early 20s. And mm -hmm. I think, like I say, a lot of the preconceptions are a thing of the past. Times have mm -hmm. changed. They are still changing. And that's mm -hmm. not just talking about women. Um, mm -hmm. you know, doors are open for, um, for everyone, mm -hmm. uh, regardless of your background, how you identify your ethnicity. Mm -hmm. You know, um, all walks of life are welcome here. And like I say, at Colas Rail, it's the biggest thing that attracted me, how diverse the company is. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Thank you um, very much, Sarah. Now, Dan and Lena, before applying to Colas Rail or thinking about working in the rail industry, was there anything that you thought, OK, this is why I might not want to work there or any misconceptions you had that have been kind of dissuaded since you joined um, Colas? Dan, starting with you. Uh, I suppose the big one is uh, work-life balance. Mm -hmm. Obviously, um, there's, um, there's weekend works, there's um, there's a lot of night works that, that go on as well, but um, I, I, I was actually um, taken aback by sort of, um, you know, the, the fact that there, there is that sort of, um, you are able to, to have a good balance and you are, you, you're never sort of overworked and the, the only time you sort of um, dive in i suppose and, and and really put hours in is if you want to do it yourself you're, you're really mm -hmm. protected as, as somebody who's learning um you, you're not overworked or overburdened at all mm -hmm. because there is that support structure around you from 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 your um from your peers and from your, your superiors um and i think that that's a really big one because um you do get a um there is a misconception in terms of the work life ba life balance mm. but um that that's the one thing that re has really stuck out to me stuck out to me in terms mm -hmm. of um my, my my job as a as a whole is that i've got a really really good and healthy balance that's brilliant Dan. and i think again that's something that a lot of people looking into the industry would be thinking oh it is you know it, that work-life balance isn't as available in the rail industry as is perhaps it is in other industries but yeah i mean everything you've just said just kind of puts that completely to bed hopefully for a lot of people um lena anything that you thought before you joined colas that um you know has now kind of disappeared out of your mind um i guess it was more to do with the application process and mm -hmm. like where your scheme would lie so going into the futures leaders program i thought i'd be very limited 
mm-hmm. in terms of just doing management stuff and that's it but yeah. like I've explained previously it's like I've still managed to gain a lot of engineering experience mm-hmm. currently right now what I'm working on is a bit more of a commercial experience so I talk mm-hmm. a lot to our quantity surveyors here and I try to learn from them so mm-hmm. I would just say the biggest thing that I've learned from here is again if you ask so many people are so willing to help you out in whatever discipline or department you want to learn more about so just Mm -hmm. come with an open mind and it's been the best experience through that absolutely I think that's a really good point because I think a lot of engineers might look at say the future leaders program and think oh would I be better suited on the engineering scheme which for some people will absolutely be right um but also you can go into the future leader scheme and still have that kind of nice balance of the two so I think that's a really nice message to get across and um, for those people that are looking at cars rails applications and where they might want to go whether they're deciding commercial and um, future leaders or engineering it's a, it's um you've got the opportunities on each scheme haven't you to have a, have a different experience so that's um, really nice to hear. Um, Sarah, I'm going to come back to you because as we've touched upon, you are involved in a lot of initiatives in, in the business around um, diversity and inclusion and also just the culture of working at Colas Rail, which I hope, as everyone's discovered, is lovely. So, um, <laughs> But can you tell us a little bit more about the sort of things that you've got going on internally? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So um, just on that very point where um, I think it was Going back a couple of years now, Colas Rail signed up to the Railway Charter for EDI. Mm-hmm. And uh, more recently, in the last year, we have um, started to roll out our We Buy um, initiative, which is a new network, EDI network across Colas Rail. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not just here in the UK, so that's uh, globally across the group. Uh, so mm-hmm. as I said, that's what I'm representing as the UK lead ambassador for. And uh, essentially, we've already uh, made good headway with a number of people that have signed up to become champions of this network and members as well. So mm-hmm. different requirements for both, depending on what you want to sign up to do. But essentially, it's um, it's just pulling people together and and uh, starting to say, look, you know, here's our strategy. This is the plan. But we need information. We need ideas from you. You know. Mm-hmm where do we think we've, we've still got some issues? What do we need to do to overcome that? And the mm-hmm. companies fully, you know, fully um, endorsed that, fully supported it by our CPO um, mm-hmm. and leadership. So they have, you know, taken that chalice, carried it forward because it, it means a lot to us here. It's not mm-hmm. just lip service, uh, mm-hmm. like I say. So we know and we recognise that diverse teams actually mm-hmm. can build better, um, you know, more inclusive designs and, just thinking about the what we're offering for the railway and passengers and the communities and where we operate. Uh, yeah. we want our people to represent those communities where we're working. Mm-hmm. You know, it breeds better uh, creativity and innovation as well, which is fundamental for keeping the railway running and for years to come as well. Fantastic. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think that's such a good point um, that, you know, it is, it's good for business um, and it's, it's, you know, it's, it's great for the communities you work in. It's great for the people that you bring into the business, just all around a, a, a great thing to do. And it sounds like you've got some great ideas moving forward there as well. Um, yeah. And coming back to you, Dan and Lena, you know, the experiences of what of the culture at Colas Rail. I mean, we have touched about, touched upon it just by everything that you've said is, is come across without even having to kind of specifically touch upon it. But was there anything that kind of has surprised you of, of, of the environment that you work in? Lena, starting with you. I guess you won't be left in a corner. Mm-hmm. That was the most surprising thing because typically like there is this, again, it goes back to what we were talking about, misconceptions and mm. stereotypes and what you would think. Like you would generally think, oh, maybe a graduate might be, you know, just in their little corner and, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> someone needs them, they'll grab them. But mm. since joining, like I've been very involved 
it's almost as if like um I would say the culture rewards inquisitive nature mm. if that makes yeah. sense yeah. The mm-hmm. culture's very much, you won't get left behind. If you're in a corner, someone's going to come up to you and ask you, who are you? What are you doing here? Yeah. You know, <laughs> questions to get to know you and involve mm. you in something. And I guess that's the main thing about Colas. It's being inquisitive, asking. Someone's always willing to teach you something. Mm-hmm. Even in my first few weeks here, like I remember my me- like when I first joined meetings, the person chairing it would purposely pause at like the right moment so I could ask the right questions mm-hmm. so it's like they, they're very encouraging of you really getting involved um yeah so that's the culture that I've been met with yeah that's fantastic I think that's a really good a really nice thing to hear and I know from working with Kirsty over the years how important early careers is to Colas Rail and I think that kind of builds into everything that you're saying that you know it's kind of you know, inherent to everybody at Colas Rail that, you know, we need to support the people that we're bringing into the business. We need to give them the opportunities. And, you know, if you are a little bit shy, then yeah, we might push you, but it's all for kind of your own, your own good. Um, so I think that's lovely to hear. Um, Dan, same question to you. Is there anything about that kind of the, the culture at Colas Rail that you'd want to highlight? Yeah, I think it's just that, um, that sort of uh, the, the, the nurturing side of the team and, and, um, you you never feel you never feel ashamed or embarrassed to ask questions. Everybody everybody's pulling in the same direction, and everybody just wants you to succeed. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't matter whether you are, you're on your just starting your journey or you you're, you're 20 years down the line. Mm-hmm. Everybody is working together to for, to achieve a common goal, uh, mm-hmm. and you always feel uh, supported and, and like I said, n- nurtured to be able to 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 get on and develop. Fantastic. And I think that has become so apparent through the last um, the conversations that we've had so far today, not just with you, um, Lena and Dan, but also from your story, Sarah, of when you joined, you know, what you're pushed to do, um, you know, you know, now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, every day is a school day, as, as Carla, one of our other directors, will say, she says all the time. Um, but I think, it, you know, that's really come through. So, um, yeah, I mean, now we're getting to the point now, Kirsty, where I'm going to come back to you. So everyone who's watching now is obviously going to rush off and apply. So... <laughs> What is the recruitment process? <laughs> so you'll be pleased to hear it's quite straightforward, actually, yeah. trying to keep it as simple as possible. So yeah. um, obviously you'll, you'll, you'll go to Gradcracker, you'll be redirected through to um, our website where you'll be able to make an online application. So apply. Mm-hmm. And then um, we review your applications. And if you're shortlisted, then you go through to um, undertake psychometric, um, mm-hmm. which we do via gamification. Um, mm-hmm. which is a really good, nice, immersive um, way of undertaking a psych- psychometric. And mm-hmm. as part of doing that, you'll receive your own report as well. So it's okay. quite a nice insight into who you are. Um, mm-hmm. And then once um, you've completed that, then the next stage would be an interview or assessment centre. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go through an assessment centre, more often than not, you'll get the opportunity to have a second interview at mm-hmm. one of the depots so you can mm-hmm. gain a really good understanding of where you're going to be working um mm-hmm. and kind of you know buy into that kind of culture and understand if it's right for you um, mm-hmm. and then after that you'll be offered and you mm-hmm. uh, go through the onboarding process with us very it's simple nice which is great yeah that's what we like <laughs> I think that's really nice to get out there though and I, I like doing this this um, during the sessions because I think um, application processes can be quite daunting for a graduate when you're looking to apply and um, yeah. so it's great to hear look simple you know you go through these processes and then you you know fingers crossed at the end you end up with that offer um 
And have you got any sort of hints and tips to putting in a really successful application, Kirsty? Yeah, I do. And um, I appreciate, obviously, graduates are looking at a wide variety of different opportunities. You know, we know that. But I think my biggest tip would be tailor your application. Think about what it is about that role or that industry that particularly inspires you to want to apply for that job. So take your time over your application because it's really obvious the applications that are kind of that come through that are considered and well thought through and it will mm-hmm. make you stand out think about you know your skills and what your career ambitions are and how do they mm-hmm. align with what you've seen or heard or read about us you know mm-hmm. visit our social media pages look at us on linkedin you'll see a really good kind of view of actually what we do on a day-to-day basis but mm-hmm. as well just be yourself we want to see mm-hmm. your personality too you mm-hmm. know we get lots of applications so we want we want to see who you are mm-hmm. and um if, if somebody was sat in an interview or an assessment center what sort yeah. of things would would make them stand out during that process yeah so i guess dan and kind of lee and lena both identified actually that we're really to succeed on these programs you need to be inquisitive you need to kind of be prepared to ask questions, put yourself out there, have the confidence to kind of, okay, you know what, you've been given a remit or a brief, you're going to, you're going to take that and you're going to own it and you're going to run with it and you're going to make it Mm. success. So, you know, think about that on an assessment centre, being able to to demonstrate and showcase some of those skills, Mm because, you know, you've all had experiences in the past, whether it be work experiences, experiences through university, through school, you know, build on those experiences that make you you and Mm -hmm. utilize them think about what kind of makes you different as well at assessment centers because Mm -hmm. um you know you'll you'll typically get asked about experiences that you've had in the past try and think about things that make you different as well love to hear things that are just you know just a little bit different from the norm Mm -hmm. think Mm -hmm. about that as well um but ultimately just have the confidence to be you during the day because this has to be right for you as well as it has to be right for colas rail so you to succeed it has to be a good fit for both Mm -hmm. so find out and be inquisitive even on an assessment center and ask lots of questions about the company there's we've always got you know senior managers there and i'm always there we always bring graduates along so just use it as an opportunity to kind of start that journey of being a sponge yeah (laughs) absolutely and i think that's a nice thing that you said there kirsty it's a two-way street this isn't it you know it's um obviously you're interviewing the candidate but in a way they're interviewing you as course well to find out whether they're right for you and um and i think that's a really nice thing to have in mind and yeah be inquisitive ask questions um at that early stage i think there's some really good hints and tips there um and like Kirsty said, there's loads of information out there about Carlos Rail on the Gradcracker Company Hub. There's so much info we've got there about the different schemes, about projects they've worked on. Um, so there's loads of stuff for you to find out, um, to, uh, even kind of pre-application and then to support you through the interview stage as well. So thank you so much for that, Kirsty. We are going to finish with a couple of quick fire rounds, which I always love. <laughs> um, so firstly, I'm going to go around and ask everybody, what is your favourite thing about working at Colas Rail and starting with you, Sarah? Okay, um, so for me, as I've already probably touched on, it's, it's the people, it's the company culture, um, the values, what they care about. Um, it matches my own. So I know here I'm not just a valued employee, but also, you know, my ambitions are as well. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And Lena? Um, the inclusivity of the teams that I work with, the way that everyone's just really willing to get you involved, even if you don't have any experience people Mm -hmm. just want to bring you in 
Fantastic. And Dan? Um, just feeling valued in everything you do and, and, and having a proper career path, knowing that the harder you work, the more you, 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 you buy into it and, um, and really want to learn um, the, the further you'll go within the company because the, the results are already there ahead of you from people who have already gone through the, the scheme. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you, Dan. And finally, Kirsty. And the worst thing about going last is that I'm going to reiterate exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to say, I was going to say the people. Honestly, you mm. can't beat it. The culture is really open. People mm. are more than happy to kind of share their knowledge. It's kind of really retained that that friendly feel. Even mm. as we've grown, it's really not lost that feeling as mm. a business. But I guess in terms of my job as well, I love the the ethos of really wanting to grow and develop our own talent. That makes yeah. my job really rewarding. Um, mm -hmm. But it also, you know, it's really clear within our business that that is the case. Mm -hmm. Lena and Dad have both said, you know, they're managed by people who've been on the graduate programme before. You can see it all the way up to director level. Yeah. That, you know, that's a that's great job satisfaction for me that I'm delivering something that really, that the business really cares about. Absolutely. I completely agree. And I think that's come across really nicely today. Um, um, we're going to finish with a cool, interesting fact. I know Sarah's got a great one to start yeah. that kind of leads directly on from that point. Yeah. So, <laughs> here you go, Sarah. Cool, does, interesting so... fact about Colas. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just again, thinking about the part of the business I work in, so infrastructure. Um, our management team is actually made up uh, by 40% of the staff from graduates. So, yeah, they've they've all come through the grad scheme that Lena and Dan are now on and potentially you might be on as well. Um, and then specifically one of the contracts which which Dan works on, actually, the, uh, the signaling framework, 60 percent of those staff on that contract are actually all come from the early careers. So uh, that's across all disciplines as well. So yeah, some some good Fantastic. stats. And that, yeah, that just rings true everything that Kirsty just said. So I thought that was a great one to move on to next. <laughs> um, and yeah, so we'll we'll continue going around with our cool and interesting facts. Um, Lena, to you next. Um, although on the surface level, Colas might just seem like a track renewal company, mm -hmm. over the next few years and currently we're currently expanding on our in-house civils work. So mm -hmm. that's something to look out for. Lots of different opportunities there. Mm -hmm. um, and Dan, over to you. So um, I actually put it on my application form, but it's the 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 membership within the 5% the club. So it's mm -hmm. the commitment to graduates, to mm -hmm. apprentices, um, to to to, to, to grow and for, for them mm -hmm. to learn and develop within the business. So it, it shows exactly mm -hmm. why everybody's here because there's a real commitment from Colas to, 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 to um, grow from within. Yeah, fantastic. Thanks, Dan. And Kirsty, over to you. So, so uh, mine's not early careers related, but um, I, a bit like Sarah, I travel quite a bit. And a, mm -hmm. a couple of months ago, I got the chance to visit rail services uh, in rugby, the depot mm -hmm. there. And uh, I had the opportunity to board um, the new rail milling machine, which is mm -hmm. essentially a really big train. But what's mm -hmm. pretty cool about it is that the machine is is so clever and so complex that it's worth six million pounds. So wow. that was That's pretty just cool. one machine. Yeah, <laughs> it blew my mind so far yeah. away from my day job, but really, mm -hmm. really cool. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you, Kirsty. Thank you, everyone, for giving us such a great insight into what it's like to work at Carlos Rail today. It's been really great hearing all your stories and hearing kind of all your anecdotes. It's been really lovely. 
Um, now, remember, everybody, the recording of this webinar will be available for you to watch later this afternoon on the Colas Rail Company Hub and in the Grad Cracker Career Centre. We'll also break this up into bite-sized chunks um, for you to kind of watch as little highlights. And remember, our employers absolutely love it when you tell them that you've watched their webinar, um, as they know that means that you've already got a really good understanding of their company and it shows you have a real interest in working for them. So make sure you go get your applications in for Carlos Rail and let them know you were here or that you've watched the recording. Um, so next week we have a break from the webinars before coming back for our final webinar of the season on the 16th of February, where we're going to be joined by CERN. So make sure you head to the Career Centre now to register for that webinar. Um, thank you once again to Carlos Rail. It's been absolutely lovely speaking to you all. Um, and yeah, we'll see you soon. Bye for now. Thanks, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.